HelloFresh lets you pick from over 50 menu and market items every week, including cozy recipes like chicken ramen and shoyu-style broth and turkey ragu gnocchi. Oh! Oh! Get up to 14 free meals plus three free gifts with code FOOTBALLERS14 at HelloFresh.com slash FOOTBALLERS14. We also want to thank Upstart for supporting today's show. Let me ask you a question. What would you do if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt? What Upstart does is let you pay off your existing debt quickly and easily so that you can start living your life. Maybe you've been carrying that credit card balance month after month. That can feel never ending and they, uh, they help you make that final payment so that you can get ahead. It is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, Funding personal expenses. Over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash footballers. That's upstart.com slash footballers. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. That is upstart.com slash footballers. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. Oh, man. I am uh, super rested. Is that true? Yeah, well, I mean, like, it was 23 to nothing at halftime. Oh, you, you, so I just turned it off and went to sleep. Sure you did. And I assume I missed nothing. Well, it was the Vikings. Yeah. So I that, got a bunch of sleep. So. That was the part you forgot was that it was the <laughs> When it was 29 to nothing, I was with uh, our man Brooks, and I turned to him and I say, how is Minnesota going to lose this game? Because it seems impossible, <laughs> but we know there's a chance. If they had lost the game, it would have been the NFL record for the greatest regular season comeback. And Zimmer, Goodbye. His, his soul would have left his body – and he just, he would have... What's left of it? Peace out. I'm out. I'm out of here, man. I can't. No way. I feel like at that point, his job would have left his uh, person <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, there are the rumors. There's horcruxes of Mike Zimmer hidden all around <laughs> in case that happens. Uh, welcome to the show. Friday, December 10th. We'll talk a little bit more about that game last night. It was a fun one. It ended up being really entertaining. Uh, news and notes, injury updates, the forecast with more matchups today. We've got the... Wheel of shame that I'm not spinning. Oh, that's great. I believe I won. I'm not spinning. So, one, two. I guess yep. that means Mike is spinning. Mm -hmm. it, it, I yes. can't wait. Take, take your point eight. Victory? Victory. Yeah. Yeah, last place guy. Um, but let's let's roll back into last night's matchup. The device <laughs> went dude, for dude. went for 27, 205 yards, two touchdowns. Unbelievable. Had a 17-yard pass catch. Uh, Dalvin Cook was unbelievable. He should wear that thing all the time. It looked as though the device was also providing nitro boost because between the holes that the offensive line were providing him and the speed at which he he found every one of them, he ran. He had he had five 15-plus yard runs in like the first quarter. Every run was it like at least nine yards. It was yeah. like nine yards was like oh man. He, that's kind of, all right, go get him next time. And even Bad more, run. Sorry. Even more importantly, unscathed. You saw the interview after the game. Right. Feels great. Ten days off. Playoffs. Dalvin Cook. You want those two together. And really, to me, in this game, when it was all said and done, 36-28, Minnesota, they covered. They won the game by the skin of their teeth. There was only two disappointments in the entire game. Mm -hmm. Alexander Madison who ended up with three points. He was not flex. He ended up not being a good flex and I, ended up not being. I would assume most people did not start him once they knew Dalvin. Perhaps, Cook was active. I, I don't think that's yeah. true at all. I, I told people not to start. Well, him. not everybody listens to you. <laughs> well, they should. I mean, there was definitely reason to play Madison of 
like by the by the time kickoff hit, it certainly had trended in the direction that this is going to be Dalvin Cook back to a completely regular type of a game flow. Uh, but there was still Dalvin Cook is just a few weeks removed from a devastating injury, and like the chance of of him playing a full game, like there was a high percentage chance that he would would get knocked out, and then. And then Madison would see a whole bunch of touches. Also, if the game stayed with the game script right. in the first half, he would have. He also got some goal line or red zone opportunities, just didn't do anything with them. And then Tyler Conklin, two for 20, no touchdown, Which, two targets. Honestly, the the Conklin – if you're mad at Tyler Conklin, I think you just be mad at Pittsburgh because the reason that Tyler Conklin <laughs> had that situation, like Kirk Cousins – I mean, he ended up having to throw the ball 31 times, but it's Herndon had a catch, Cook had a catch, Conk had two. And then you know that Justin Jefferson is going to get his, but other than that, it was like K.J. Osborne had the bomb, which if he doesn't have the, the bomb touchdown, he's extremely disappointing. Like They didn't have to throw in the entire first half. It's funny because Jefferson really had an actually disappointing game. Oh, for the way it was trending, 15 yes. 15 targets. When Jefferson catches 7 of 15 and three of them were almost touchdowns. Three additional yes. were almost. He could have legitimately had four touchdowns in this game where it basically in the end zone hit him in the hands. 7 for 79 and a touchdown is a bad game for Justin Jefferson. On the other side <laughs> of the ball... I'm a genius. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a brilliant person. I mean, I definitely wasn't writing in the oh, slack. Oh, the, the big band. Yeah, I mean, what, what, I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm the smartest man alive. What now, a great start of the weekend. Thank Andy. you. Big 300 bands. yards, three touchdowns from Big Ben. Will definitely be a quarterback one on the week. Great start of the week. I may or may not have posted in our Slack channel <laughs> two sentences. It said, this is the worst start of the week in the history of our show. Maybe in the history of the world. But by the end of it, he was fine. So I was sweating it. I didn't want to give bad advice. I was so scared. You guys know that I almost didn't do Big Ben on the yeah. show yesterday. Uh, sometimes you get lucky. And uh, he had 107 passer rating. He ended up bringing them back. Najee Harris, the nice thing about him is if the uh, the Steelers in a positive game script, he's part of it. And if they're in a negative game script, he's also part of it. Or a regular, just neutral game script, he's also part of it. 20 for 94. Ended up uh, with a touchdown reception. Yeah, he, Najee Harris ended up with a monster game. Like for for Dalvin Cook being two hundred and two, like Najee Harris is not that far behind him in in actual fantasy scoring. The Steelers finally woke up at halftime. Like, watching the first half of the game, I know they were commenting about it. Of uh, these guys, they're not they're just not ready to play football, and they were not like. Dalvin Cook was incredible, but a lot of that was just was the offensive line providing him the opportunity to do whatever he wanted to do. Uh, but we came, but, but the Steelers did come through here. Najee monster game. Deontay a an okay game. He also should have had uh, what at least one touchdown off the top of my head, maybe two. Um, and then and Claypool ended up having a. Uh, Claypool. Very strong game, yes. Clownpool, Chase Claypool, Claypoop uh, made some really boneheaded decisions as a young man. Can, can on I speak? The field. To, can I speak to him momentarily? Sure. I, I'm not going to lecture you. I'm going to ask you a simple thing. Go get yourself a Kurt Warner. Go find your Kurt Warner. When when Larry Fitzgerald came into the league with the physical skills and abilities that you have, Chase. He had the blessing of Kurt Warner coming along. He also and Todd Haley, like Larry just, Fitzgerald, yes. credits Todd Haley a lot. Well, and you saw Mike Tomlin; he gave him the Todd Haley treatment. Yes. But Larry was not the player he became. Correct. Larry was arrogant, um, had the ability to do some of the things that Chase is doing. He needs himself a Kurt Warner because the physical gifts and abilities on a game when you're benched and you make arguably five boneheaded plays. I mean he. He messed up a block that, that cost them a first down. Yes. He he got the personal foul penalty by putting his finger in the face. And the inexplicable, let's do a little first down dance when you should have run the ball to the line. They end up knocking the ball away. It cost them five seconds. Maybe another play at the red zone. Unbelievable. Sure. Um, but I just – you want to see a player like this mature. He's a young man, and he's making idiotic decisions this year. 
And I think it's directly correlating to a failure of a season in, in, in the vast scheme of things where people expected the step forward. And it seemed like from day one, maybe, you know, a player that makes those mistakes on the field probably isn't working as hard as they should be off the field. Uh, perhaps. I mean, Deontay Johnson had a very similar uh, pass block with that got or a uh, run blocking with that got Najee destroyed in the backfield as well. But like the that catch on the, the pass interference catch where Chase Claypool was horizontal and like on the initial play, it was, oh, sweet, you know. Claypool drew the pass interference, and my son's like, no, he caught that. I couldn't believe he caught it. And I was like, no, oh, you child, be quiet. There is a grown man watching this football game, analyzing. I do this for a living, and the replay, I'm like, oh, he caught it. <laughs> I like how you call all your kids child, too. That yes. well, puts them in their place. Well, yeah, when, when I'm trying to disparage him mm -hmm. and let him know he made a, a dumb proclamation. I couldn't believe it. Maybe son. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Like, And Mike Tomlin came out and said he benched him. because yes, of the, yes, and he then, did. then they asked him. Well, do you think that it, uh, you know, it, it had the effect it was supposed to have? I don't know. So hope, I don't know. The hope is that Claypool can go back, really reflect on this, because what he can do on a football it's field unbelievable. is a is what, like top percentile wide receiver. And now Big Big Ben is going to be three or four weeks in the top ten. <laughs> so I, it, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it's also Friday. Oh. Foot Clan Friday. I just wanted to say the Muth was Luth again. Mm, that's a good. Point. But then Harrison Smith well, he got knocked it Luth at the end. <laughs> to be fair to Friar Muth, I'm not sure many people would have caught that pass when you have just a full T-bone collision in the end zone. I can't imagine though if he had caught the yeah. game winner. Well, it would maybe, the game game potential maybe tie, tire, yeah. <laughs> but. Oh, he would have been the Luthist. All right, Foot Clan Friday. We have an item to give away from pristineauction.com, and it is a Justin Jefferson signed jersey, and the winner is Toasty underscore Toasty Lotke. Congratulations. You win a signed jersey. You can go to pristineauction.com. All of you out there that didn't win and find your own, uh, use the code BALLERS for a $10 credit. News and notes from around the league, presented by Sleeper. I, I I have to one more comment about Dalvin Cook. <laughs> sure, I have him everywhere. Right, some not by choice. I had to trade a injured Derrick Henry in a keeper league to go acquire him. And you guys know how kind of down I was mm -hmm. after the weekend. Yes. I you, two, you were a very distraught human. I cleaned so much of this office. Because I was doing the Mike Wright yes. deal with your emotions plan of just staying busy. You were still upset Monday. You came in not happy. Because I was I knew my season I got two nine and four teams. I knew it was done. I I, I lost Dalvin. I've already lost McCaffrey. I've lost and it was like last night was the the Undertaker sitting up. I mean it was in all these leagues and to start on a Thursday, I've got a new pep in my step. I see. Because fantasy football has unfortunately Way too much emotional control of our lives. All right, uh, James Robinson, if you if you heard about him missing Thursday practice, they came out, they said it's load management. It's going to happen every week the rest of the year. So don't worry about James Robinson. It's great to hear. Darren Waller remained sidelined for Thursday's practice. Not great. Our advice thus far has been play your other option if it comes before the decision on Darren Waller. Unfortunately for the Conklin yeah. situation, that didn't work out. But... Waller may give you zero. So, in that case, not looking promising. <laughs> yeah. Elijah Moore, Tevin Coleman, both still remain sidelined for Thursday's practice. Uh-oh. Uh, Tony Pollard was diagnosed with a torn plantar fascia in the left foot. Game time decision, in my opinion, is trending towards no Tony. Agreed. Also, update on the backfield for the 49ers. Elijah Mitchell didn't practice again. Jeff Wilson was a full participant. Right. So that one is trending towards I'd play Jeff over Jermichael Hasty. Agreed. Am I the you know, this like this is a completely random mic moment, but am I am I the only person that when I see fascia, I just think of Fakasha bread? Probably. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well now you will too. So I welcome, don't, I welcome don't to doubt the party. That. I, I would not that. mind tearing some focaccia bread. <laughs> oh. And then buttering it with some dinner <laughs> butter. Maybe dip it into a nice soup. Mm. 
Yeah. Fantastic. But this sounds less delicious, more painful. Oh, when, I, when I see terrible. when I have see you ever the dealt word. with that before? I have not. I have dealt with it once, not tearing it. Well, I, I, I don't know if they're all tears, right? Like when you have the pain, you know, a, a strain of it. But it's extremely painful. When I see the word, I start sweating. <laughs> right. Because I'm never confident on how to say fascia. <laughs> it's focaccia. Focaccia. Okay. It's focaccia. All right. I can say that. So Tony Pollard has been diagnosed with a torn plantar focaccia in his left foot. It's a game time decision. Fantastic. Which, which no more sweating. He should just pull the piece of bread out of his shoe okay. and move forward. He's still hitting hard <laughs> with the jokes. Uh, J.D. McKissick, Rick, Ricky Seals-Jones, limited. Hey. On the fence about whether McKissick plays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ricky Seals is the like, – I think McKissick will be out, but Ricky Seals is the one to watch. If he's limited Thursday, he'll probably play. And becomes just a very necessary option. David Montgomery, shoulder, groin, and glute. Mm, mm. Shoulder, groin, glute. He got back to a limited practice after missing Wednesday in full, so he should be good to go. Yep. Jointhefoot.com for the Injury Blitz podcast from our very own Matthew Betts, who had a very nice DFS day yesterday, by the oh, way. Oh, man, yes, he yeah, did. Congratulations, Matthew. Oh, he hosts the DFS podcast, too? Oh, oh so he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, Foot Clan game day alerts and a whole lot more. Jointhefoot.com. Become a part of our community. That was today's news and notes brought to you by Sleeper, the leader in breaking news alerts. Make sure you grab the app so that you can be in the know. Let's dive into the forecast. Fantasy Forecast. Ravens, Browns, Jags, Titans, Raiders, Chiefs, Saints, Jets, Cowboys, Washington. That was yesterday's show. So if you want our breakdown on those matchups, just uh, click the episode from yesterday. It's so easy. Eight games left, starting with the Falcons at 5-7, and seven, taking on the 5-7 and seven Carolina Panthers. DraftKings Sportsbook line is Panthers minus 2.5. The over-under is 41.5. I feel like if the... Correct me if I'm wrong. The Vikings, they're now seven and five, right? Yeah. Or uh, wait, wait, wait. No, correct. I, they that. were six and seven. Is that wait? Oh, Give goodness. me the right record for the after the victory last night. Six, it kept six them, and seven. What? I'm seeing that's six what they are seven. now. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess my thought is the Vikings seem, despite their record, that they're a better team. The Vikings are six and seven now. Okay. Yes. The Falcons, at a similar... It was probably the fact that they were going into the games with the same record. Right. The Vikings seem better than their record. The Falcons seem worse than their record to me. Going into this game, though, Carolina, they've been struggling. Uh, you know, they fired their offensive coordinator. That tells you what you need to know. They don't have Christian McCaffrey. Um, Cam is as risky as it gets at the quarterback position. Yep. And yet the upside is tremendous. So... When you weigh that decision, where does he end up in your rankings this week? He ends up pretty high. I realize that the previous time we saw him was just atrocious. Miami's defense has been very, very good, and they shut him and the Carolina Panthers down. Um, he only had three rushing attempts for five rushing yards. And when you don't have that combined with getting his passing work, which you're not usually thrilled with, um, it was a terrible matchup, a terrible output. Um, but going forward, having fired their offensive coordinator, now they're building around Cam off of a bye against Atlanta, who has really struggled with mobile quarterbacks. I think Cam is a good play this week. Uh, I see him as a top 12 option. The uh, news out of Carolina is that they want to run the football 30 to 33 times a game. That's what Matt Rule wanted. He wants to establish it. Okay. They weren't doing it, so he fired the coordinator. He never found Joe Brady never found the balance he wanted. I imagine after watching Cam Newton attempt to throw a football like a tomahawk that he will continue to want to do that and looks at that as the way to play good defense, run the football, win like Washington. That's the new phrase to me. It's win like Washington. Okay. So that does limit the upside for Cam to me, but Atlanta tries its best to help you out. I just don't know if Cam's going to throw it that much. It will come down to those rushing yardage uh, numbers. Chuba Hubbard, Amir Abdullah. How, what are you doing with these guys? Chuba, I'm playing with confidence as a running back too. Amir, more of a like desperation 
type of a flex. He was, you know, seeing decent opportunity in those games that Christian McCaffrey was missing, especially in the passing work where the, you know, the games without McCaffrey, five targets, five, four, and then six this last week or two weeks ago against Miami. So if you're in a PPR, it's a better situation, but it's still, it's still pretty desperate. DJ Moore, no one else in the passing game? Yes. Agreed. Matt Ryan on the other side. He's been top 12 just three times this year. They're barely throwing the ball down the field. Obviously, losing Calvin oh. Ridley will do that to you. But Cordero, you can play him. Mm -hmm. What do you do with Gage and Pitts? Oh, man. I'm I'm hopefully looking elsewhere personally. Um, obviously, Pitts has the talent, and he's at a position where you might have to grin and bear it, throw him in your lineup, and hope for a big game. Um, and, and Russell Gage has obviously been getting enough targets to where Gage he, is in. Gage could be in. But the last time, the, I mean, this is obviously a divisional matchup. These teams know each other well. They've played once already this year, and Carolina just, just, I mean, Matt Ryan didn't throw for 150 yards. He threw for 146 and two interceptions. This was Russell Gage's goose game. Uh, this is where we saw, um, Kyle Pitts locked down, so I obviously they're not going to always have the same outcome, but it does scare me because I think this defense coming off a bye is going to be a real problem for the Falcons' offense. Yeah, and I'm a stubborn Kyle Pitts manager that will be playing him. I don't blame you for. I think with he it. may be simultaneously a disappointment for fantasy when the year ends, and break almost every rookie receiving that's very possible. yardage record. I mean, he's got seven. He's like. Three, I think, in yardage at the tight end position with over 700. I mean, it's unlikely that he breaks the all-time Dicka record of over 1,000, but, I mean, how many games we got left? I mean, we got a shot at it. Yeah, there's still five games left in the NFL season, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could do that, it. That should tell you everything you need to know about rookie tight ends. It's super frustrating to – he scored once this year. Yeah. Yeah. All right, before we jump into the next matchup, want to thank today's sponsor, Headspace. Are your thoughts running in endless circles in your mind with the stresses like of last year? It's more important than ever to practice living healthier and happier lives. So what if a few minutes, what if a few minutes, that's all it takes to change your relationship with stress and anxiety, transform your life for the better? That is the power of meditation with Headspace. Our thoughts can be confusing enough. Meditation, it doesn't have to be. Headspace is your convenient dose of meditation, mindfulness, and sleep exercises to relieve stress anxiety and help you get a good night's sleep all in one app making it easy to catch your breath and make time for your mental health and it's one of the most science-backed meditation apps in the world pro proving meditation works a study proves in just two weeks headspace can reduce your stress by 14 percent i have a headspace account i fully uh endorse meditation as something that when you're on the outside i get it meditation seems kind of weird but i promise you that if you commit to it it will change your thoughts and it will lower your anxiety. Find some Headspace at headspace.com slash footballers and get one month free of their entire meditation library. This is the best Headspace offer available. So go to headspace.com slash footballers today. Headspace.com slash footballers. And we would like to thank IP Vanish for sponsoring today's episode. IP Vanish is a virtual private network of VPN, which is an important tool that lets you safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computers, your tablets, your phones, even things like your Fire Stick, your streaming media. When you use a VPN, all your data is now encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever you're doing is encrypted, is safe. You want to get on a public Wi-Fi? I'd like my data safe, please. Um, and I think we all get more and more and more on public Wi-Fis when we go out. Uh, it, it's important because, look, this is your business. It's not their yeah, business. Look, it, you want to know what I'm looking at? None ya. None ya business. <laughs> um, yeah, and right now, I, I still think he heard, I, I still think I heard him say, keep my dad ass safe. <laughs> keep my well, look, dad we want that too. <laughs> so go to ipvanish.com slash footballers. You can claim a 65% savings. Their annual plan is just forty four ninety nine for the first year with our exclusive discount. This is the time to sign up with our discount. In their current promotion, you can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering. IP Vanish is the best of the best, even rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot, and that's with more than 6,000 reviews. Remember, it's ipvanish.com slash footballers to get the deal and start protecting yourself online today. 
All right, let's uh, let's move to the Seattle Seahawks four and eight taking on the two and ten Houston Texans. DraftKings Sportsbook line Seahawks minus eight and a half on the road. Over unders forty one. The victory over the 49ers have it's helped. Um, I think their spirits. Yeah, I was gonna say like almost perpetuate the lie that they think they can still get back into this season, and Houston's gonna help perpetuate it and so I think this is a get right game DK Metcalf was my start of the week on yesterday's show you want to play Houston you want to play them over the last six weeks when they give up 32 fantasy points to opposing wide receivers which is 31st in the league the fun thing that I'm looking at here is over the last six weeks the Seahawks 30th against fantasy running backs and the Houston Texans ranked 28th against fantasy running backs meaning this is these are defenses that you want to exploit, but but you get to choose from Rex Burkhead, perhaps David Johnson, who is he he is back. He had a full practice Wednesday, and then on the other side you have Adrian Peterson and Rashad Penny, and maybe Alex Collins is back. So this is this is comical of. I I the matchups versus the yeah the matchup versus the talent and the, the 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 players going and I I firmly believe that somebody in this game at the running back position will provide fantasy value if there, I have no idea who though if there is someone in this game that provides solid fantasy value I think it has to be Adrian Peterson okay because it's got to be the team just scoring. going touchdowns exactly right it's got to be the team scoring touchdowns. Seattle is favored. I, you know, I, I assume that even though they've been struggling and Russell Wilson is still someone that I am personally in this great matchup not going to trust yet. We've talked about it. I'm not trusting him until after he has a great game. And I know he just beat the Seahawks, but he did not have a great game. He beat the Seahawks? Or the, he beat the, the, uh, 49ers. 49ers. Thank you. Um, you know, 231 yards. He, he completed 80% of his passes, which he could, 30 completions and only 231 yards. He's like not throwing the ball downfield. Accurately, he's, for sure. Well, <laughs> His attempts downfield, I mean, he had Metcalf for a touchdown. He missed him. He's had Lockett downfield a few times. The last five years, he's 7.7 .7 yards per attempt. That's who he is. The last four games since he's been back from injury, he's 6.3. He's Gerald Everetting and yes. not able to get the ball down the field. So that scares me for playing Russ I just want to endorse the Peterson comment I agree with you I do laugh that at the end of your sentence there were seven options that you could have said out loud as the guy to play was I don't think Peterson Penny Homer Collins and Dallas will all be active you will get a clearer picture and Homer if, did not practice Thursday if you get a surprise that Peter and, and Homer made his impact in special teams last week right if you get a surprise Peterson inactive obviously you're going to pivot that might mean confidence in Collins Mike's right. Somebody's going to do it, and um, good luck to you. Uh, it, it's going to be a very difficult situation, and you're looking at volume. David Johnson did practice in full, so if you want to take a shot at some higher value opportunities, it's going to come in the passing game for David Johnson. Sexy Rexy or David Johnson? I'll probably take my shot with David Johnson. This I week. would, too. It seemed like back when the in the original game after uh, the, the backfield had been condensed to Rex Burkett and David Johnson – David was the main guy up. He just got hurt in that game. Yeah, and I think he really missed last week more due to illness, too, so I'm not as concerned physically for him. Davis Mills will not start, most likely. It's going to be Tyrod. He practiced in full Wednesday and Thursday. Still no official word, but I don't think that's going to impact how you view things. Brandon Cooks, too risky. Yeah, Seattle is surprisingly shutting down fantasy wide receivers, so I would pivot away. The one, if I could. The one ten and one palindrome Detroit Lions oh. take on the Denver Broncos. I hope they lose and then it's like one, 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 one. You know what I mean? For the Lions. Oh, oh that would man. be really nice. Probably will. Uh Denver at home at <laughs> ten point favorites over unders forty two and a half. Gives the Lions sixteen points on offense. Uh they are not getting a rebound effect on the by the odds makers after a victory. Broncos with 26 implied points. Well, yeah, now they have nothing to play for. Um, Denver's defense is just uh, – they're doing enough to keep Denver around in all these games. They were 10-point home favorites against the Jets in Week 3, shut them out. 
I mean, Javante Williams. Mike started the week at running back. Jasons. You, oh, Jasons. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, I know you'd never want any credit for no, Javante. No, I would, I would never endorse such an incredible, dynamic running back who should be featured alone. Talking about Melvin Gordon or Javante? Or? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Javante. Gordon is flexible to me. Yeah, so we're taking your shot here with the, the – I'm just thinking he does yoga. But anyway, uh, go on. Taking the projection, do you feel like it is – it's back to 50-50 or is was last week's enough to show the curmudgeonly timeshare police there uh, in Denver that Javante Williams needs to be uh, the main guy for at least 60%? I mean – Because that's, that's a – I that would it. be a big that would be a big enough uptick that Javante is a uh, more consistent, safe player with a with upside. I doubt it. I doubt okay. that they give him what fantasy players want because they are looking at net result from the running back position. They're not looking at which player. You know, he he had a huge week. Said it yesterday. They lost. They scored nine points. Melvin, if he's healthy, I think gets a lot of opportunity and is the under the radar strong start in this game at the running back position. I would be fine starting Melvin Gordon. I really would. I do think it will still be a 60-40 split just because Melvin Gordon has been limited in practice this week. He's coming off the injury, and okay. so maybe it'll be favoring Javante a little bit. But I – look, the matchup is great against Detroit. I think you could start both of these running backs, and I would much, much, much rather start both of these running backs than any of the wide receivers, Agreed. even though it's a great matchup. Like, I was looking at our DraftKings lineup, Jerry Judy's price – for what he should be able to do in this matchup is great. And I just couldn't trust. <laughs> I can't trust Teddy Bridgewater. And you stayed high for the whole. Yeah, great. It was, it was nice. awesome. Yeah. I liked it. It's a little Tony the Tiger in me, but um I that was a prepubescent Tony yes, the Tiger. Yes, it was a young it was a little, great. Tony the Tiger Jr. Tony Tony James Jones Brooks oh, Jr. Tiger. Anyways, I'm falling off the rails here. Um I I have a hard time trusting Russell Gage or Jerry Judy. I think I'll go Judy. I would play Gage. Can the Lions play hard enough to overcome their talent deficiencies and make this a game? Uh, and are there is there value here beyond the running back? And I guess TJ Hawkinson, you know, he, he didn't practice on Thursday. He says he'll play. He scored in a couple couple weeks in a row, but you need that. I mean, Hawkinson is just like Kyle Pitts of what their talent and their opportunity puts them in their in every week play, but they are not in the tier of Mark Andrews and That's fair. and Kittle. So there's you're playing them. Jamal Williams, Jay Willie, eighteen opportunities for eighty yards. It will, which was actually incredibly disappointing uh, because Jamal Williams was not. The he was not a workhorse. He was not featured in the passing game. He had one reception, which is it, it sucks because Jamal Williams is good at that. And it felt like with DeAndre Swift missing time and and all of those targets being available, that Jamal Williams would have a real solid game. So if that continues, the ceiling won't be there for Jamal. But he's still a He's he's still a solid running back too. DeAndre Swift didn't practice again. I'm expecting Swift to miss this yeah. week. Jamal Williams is a fine play. I th I think it's a really good question between Jamal Williams, where he's got the whole workload to himself, or Melvin Gordon, who has the better matchup at well, home, a, more points, but question. is a backup or is at least in a timeshare. If I was, if it was, um, if if Williams is alone, I'll, I'll go Williams. Me too. Yeah. I I just want the guarantee, and Melvin's coming off an injury. The Giants at four and eight taking on the seven five Los Angeles Chargers. DraftKings Sportsbook line, Chargers at home, minus 9.5. The over-under is 43 points. So let's – we know the situation in Los Angeles right now is a little bit murky with the wide receiver core. It could all be fine. You could have Keenan and Mike Williams back out there. Uh, Mike Williams has still been reported to test negative after being a close-contact COVID list player. So it seems, I would say – Give me the odds for these players right now in your head. I think it's 85% that Mike Williams plays, and I would say right now 50% that Keenan plays. I would go pretty similar with Williams and lower with Keenan. Austin Eckler is a great play in this matchup. Uh, he should be active. He should be on the field. He may be getting even more work than expected, and 
You know, in my rankings, he is in the top three this week. Yeah, the the question of okay, well, if Keenan misses and 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 Big Mike Williams misses, who's who gets the targets? Is it Guyton? Is it Palmer? It's Austin Eckler. Like that, in and some sprinkle some Jared Cook, uh, but Eckler should be. Uh, he should see the highest target increase if those wide receivers miss. On the Charger side of the ball, it really, it, it really depends on which wide receivers are in. So I think we should look at it. Uh, the presumption right now seems like Mike Williams will play, Keenan Allen won't. So assuming that, where does Jared Cook lie? Would would you throw him in the lineup without Keenan there? And if Mike Williams is active, I'm pretty interested in that. Yeah, I I think he'll have a pretty solid day. Herbert has been on fire. I mean, this is QB2, 15, 1, 6, 3, last five weeks. I don't expect the Giants to be able to completely slow this offense down. So he'll find a way. Do you put Cook in the top 10? Uh, I don't put Cook in the top 10. And I, I also worry about Justin Herbert. You didn't let me finish. Top 10 tight ends with a J name. <laughs> yes, for sure he's okay. in the top 10 tight end J names. I, I apologize for cutting you off. Yeah. That was very rude. Noah Fant or Jared Cook? I would go Cook. Okay. I, I would go Jared Cook. Zach well. Ertz or Jared Cook? Ertz. Okay. All right. Kyle Pitts or Jared Cook? Cook. Oh, man. Sorry. I feel like <laughs> I have to apologize for that one. Uh, you do uh, to yourself. Mike Glennon, likely to be the quarterback. Uh, trending in the right direction. Jake from <laughs> the note in here says didn't study for the test well, that from was, Kyle. That was based off of the, the quote. If if you didn't see the quote, people were asking Jake from kind of what this like. And he said it's like showing up for a final exam, except you didn't study for it. Because it, Did he join the and, team basically in week thirteen? I have I yeah, he did. I don't he did. Okay. He, so he has a reason to say that. Like Which, it's not it's not like I've been there for camp and I studied yeah. and then it's like I'm still behind. I I I saw some people piling on from of like you got to you got to rah rah and put No, the guy's just being honest. Yeah. He's just joined the team. He's a third string quarterback. If he is indeed thrust into a starting position against the Los Angeles Chargers, like yes, the man will be up against it. I think this could be a good game for Saquon. What what we just described says you need a running game and you need to dump the ball off to the running back because you've got a uh, an injured core of wide receivers and a questionable quarterback back there. The matchup is also at the same time good. You know, it's one of those things where the Chargers should obviously be focusing on Saquon, but I don't know if they've they've got the personnel really for, you know, shutting down wide receivers, shutting down the passing game. They've always kind of been a run funnel team. So I'm hopeful, at least, that Saquon can have a quintessential good game, uh, you know, a Saquon-esque uh, big game. Uh, do you guys have any hope, or am I? No, I'm I'm in on Saquon this week. Oh, I actually okay. like him this week. The, uh, for the Giants side, if I can help it, Saquon, I would play him. I would not play any of these wide receivers, uh, especially with Mike Glennon against this Charger defense. And Evan Ingram is he's a fine stream. To me, the, the process and the matchup is there. The 49ers at 6-6 six and six take on the 7-5 and five Cincinnati Bengals. The DK Sportsbook line, 49ers minus 2 over under is a nice 49 points or better than some of these other games. So you have, a, you know, two teams fighting for wild card positioning. San Francisco is number one in rush rate in football. And so there is tremendous opportunity when sifting through the running backs and who's going to get the opportunity in this game. Cincinnati's defense, they've frankly regressed over the yes. last six weeks. They're 24th or worst against every position. So this has been one of the worst defenses over the last six weeks in terms of fantasy points given up. So, you know, when you talk about confidence levels, Mike, full practice for Jeff Wilson. We haven't seen Elijah back out there. Jermichael Hasty was active for the first time last week. He didn't really have an opportunity I think he will get some in this game obviously but what are you doing and how confident are you in in your choice I would say I think Elijah Mitchell will be out um and then to me that because of the full practice that puts Jeff Wilson in position to be the the two down back the goal line back and Jamichael Hasty as the third down back so that look if Wilson's not 
getting third downs and that type of an opportunity, it does limit his ceiling. But the matchup is so great. What what was the matchup? It was Jacksonville. Jackson and Jacksonville is a, a pretty sturdy run defense. I don't think we knew it then. So, uh, yeah, sure. And it's it's hard to it's hard to separate Jacksonville's defense from Urban Meyer from Urban Meyer <laughs> and the offense of like they're a bad team, but the defense is actually okay. The Bengals' defense over the last six weeks has not been okay. So I'm I would fire Wilson up as a, probably a top fifteen option. Jason, I'm not quite that bullish but I do like Jeff Wilson the, I, I always want the running back one for the San Francisco 49ers that's like a rule of mine whoever is the starter will have uh, the opportunity to have great fantasy relevance and I think that's Jeff uh, Wilson I was hoping he you know needed more time to get healthy and you had a one-man show in Hasty because I agree Hasty will be the third down back um, and this this is a matchup where you could see it going either way. So you could see the third down back getting some play and, you know, the 49ers playing from behind. But obviously, the 49ers have shown over the last month or so what they want to do, if they can, is run the ball 40 times. And uh, it will be Jeff Wilson who gets that opportunity. And you this week, with Debo not practicing still because of the groin injury, like, if he's not out there, then he's not stealing potentially high uh, value high right. value touches inside the red or the green zone. Those should go to Jeff. The last six weeks, Brandon Ayuk has played 88% of snaps or more for this offense. There were three pretty disappointing games, three pretty good games. Last week, we were here. We were in this boat. We were living in the no-debo land for Brandon Ayuk. We've got a good matchup, but last week he went three for 55. Ooh. And left, I think, fantasy players wanting. So are you going right back to Brandon Ayuk in this matchup, anticipating that it will be a competitive, high-scoring affair? The tier of wide receivers that we've been talking about on this show, um, you know, the the Brandon Cooks in a bad matchup, the Russell Gage, I will start Brandon Ayuk over those players. Mike, Jason, Jamison Crowder or Brandon Ayuk? Ayuk. Oh. I think I go Jamison Crowder if it's any half or full PPR. He just seems like... I don't know how he catches fewer than eight passes this week because uh, I assume Elijah Moore might not even be able to go. Brandon Ayuk or T. Higgins, Mike? Oh, man. Uh, I think Higgins will be okay to go. Limited at today's practice. Not spotted yesterday. So I I would play Higgins. That's actually that just fire. to correct that. He was limited yesterday. Oh, was Not it? spotted yet today. Oh, I apologize. Uh yeah, I would. If T. Higgins is active, I'd play him over IU. Oh, that's Agreed. my. That's actually Joe Mixon. That's my mistake. Oh wrong, my goodness gracious! Oh, what, what kind of a ragtag bush league show do we got going here? Higgins limited yesterday. We don't know about today yet. And okay, Mixon is the one who didn't practice yesterday, and because Mixon is sick, not spotted yet today. Right? Yeah, they say they said they think it's not COVID, which is like what? I know. I was like, what? What do you? We got to test for that. Just, yeah, we we know. Oh my goodness! I, that's the first time I've seen that in the last two years of of COVID. <laughs> right. Is he's sick? We don't think it's COVID. Oh my gosh! Um, but anyways, that is an illness he's obviously dealing with. We've seen a couple players this year miss a game due to illness, so you got to be prepared. Pick up Samaja Pirine, um, have another option ready to go. But uh, you know, if he gets over it, it's only Friday. He's got two days it's, before he's playing, and an illness is one of those things where if a player is active, I'm not usually worried. It's good news for those that were worried about the potential neck injury, or other things that might last into the fantasy playoffs, to be honest. Obviously, if you need him this week, 49ers have struggled against the run. Everything you said makes sense. Um, the It's going to be an interesting game for the running backs. It really will be. I'm, I'm staying away from Burrow and Garoppolo just because you've got better options out there, and I, they're, they're running the football. They're going to control the clock at home, and I just don't have enough confidence that Burrow's going to – be streamable this week yeah uh, but both teams want to run the ball so it, you could end up with uh very few passing attempts unless one team hops out to quick points and then they've got to play catch up one of the problems with cincinnati this year is that they're very slow they play slow so you don't have as many opportunities um you know you have a bad drive here or there the game the clock goes away george kittle monster game uh, last yeah. week kind of stole everything that brandon Ayuk could have done nine yes. for 181 and two 
Uh, he I'll leads tight ends in yards routes per run. Uh, for, for George the Kittle or Uzama, Jason. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the with the Heat. I'm gonna okay. go with um with George G- Kittle, with GK, yeah. with GK. Yeah. Um, okay, the Bills seven and five, the nine and three Buccaneers. Games in Tampa. Buccaneers are three and a half point home favorites. The over under is fifty four, and I am excited for this game. Yes, me too. The Bills need a win in the worst way, but Tampa's at home and they're favored. It seems like every week we get a different refrain about fixing the Bills' offense. We got to fix it. We got to figure something out. Um, all that being said, you don't you don't bench Josh Allen. Nope. And you don't bench Tom Brady, even though the matchup against the Bills' defense is a tough one. He's Tom Brady at home. Right, so we're not mess. Not a lot to debate at the quarterback position. Correct. No. Uh, at the running back position, Leonard Fournette, he is a lock every week. He's the start of the week. But what do you what what He's, on earth do you do on the other side of the ball? Leonard Fournette is the only real startable running back in this matchup. They with the the fumble at the beginning of the game last week from Matt Burita turning into far more opportunities for Zach Moss. It's it's a Real cluster over there that I, I'm avoiding. I will, unless somehow Zach Moss is inactive again. That could easily happen. Which, which could happen because they won't, like, I think he was active on purpose because of the weather, knowing that they were going to need more touches from the running back position, or at least hoping that they could do that. So Zach Moss could be inactive again, at which point I'll play, I will reluctantly play Singletary. Uh, but other than that, I'm, I would, Avoid it. Stephon Diggs, always in your lineup. Dawson Knox, Jason's start of the week at the tight end position. I like both those starts. Do you mess around with any other wide receiver options in this one? I am am interested. Um, It's really, really difficult because uh, you've got Cole Beasley who's been – you know, hot and cold. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders has been cold. Gabe Davis now showing up, getting the touchdown last week. Um, they aren't people that I think you can rely on confidently, but they are wide receivers who will have an opportunity. I expect a lot of points in this game. I would take the over. I think that even though there's two great defenses, the two great quarterbacks will overcome, in which case there should be fantasy value here for for someone. So you're kind of just um, – you're. This is a gamble play. You're you're taking a a high risk, high reward bet if you throw a Cole Beasley um, in your lineup. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, all super locked into your lineup. Yes, uh, and changing I just, expectations at all with the Bills or I'm not, I'm playing them as usual. I just a quick note of not not that you're playing him in redraft or anything, but Brashad Perryman was the wide receiver three, like he was elevated off the practice team and he played 84% of the snaps. You if you're paying attention to last week's game, you would you would not have noticed cuz he only saw three targets and had one uh reception, but he had a uh, a very tough tough cornerback matchup the last week. Uh, I believe if I remember right the same matchup that kind of shut uh Antonio Brown down earlier in the season. So like Perryman you sh- was you should have your eye on Perryman. A little dart throw? Where he, a DFS dart throw for sure. And next if next week he gets the Saints. Uh so like as a wide receiver three with upside play, I pay, just pay attention to to Perryman. He here. was he played more snaps in Antonio Brown's role than Antonio Brown has played in the two years in any one of his games. So that uh, that's not to say anything positive about Perryman, it's just to say the opportunity on the field with Tom Brady yeah. exists. Let's go to Lambeau. The Bears taking on the Packers. Bears are four and eight. Packers nine and three. The DraftKings Sportsbook line: Packers minus twelve and a half points. Goodness gracious! That means the Bears have the lowest implied point total of the week at fifteen point three points. Wow, yeah, that's too much. <laughs> uh, the over/under is forty-three. I just since nineteen ninety-five. Listen to this: the Packers have been double-digit favors at Lambeau. In the month of December, fifteen times, they're fourteen and one in those games. Hmm. They're going to be fifteen and one in those games. This is—I just don't see the path. I don't see any pathway for Justin Fields, who's returning uh, in this matchup 
for them to, you know, what the, the Packers are coming off the bye, right? Yeah. I it's scary. It's scary to play any any Bears, and I am including. I know you have to play Montgomery, and I know that Mooney's going to be targeted a lot. But I am. I think the the range of outcomes for Mooney is vast in this game. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's been he's my start of the week, so I'm I'm fine starting him um, in this matchup. The you know the range of outcomes though is is legit. Like he could absolutely have a bad game. He's one of those risk versus reward players that I think that the target volume that has been there for him makes the risk a little bit lower. And David Montgomery's in your lineup. I, I actually have no problem starting those two players. Even if the Bears score 15 po 14 points, you know, I, I think that both those players can be okay. There's not really anyone else I'm wanting to play with. What not about Jimmy Graham? Am I going to get another 100 this week? No. Disley's getting in the end zone for me, baby. Oh, we'll find out. Probably not, though. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Jason, start of the week at quarterback. We've got Devontae Adams locked into your lineup. Word came out that Randall Cobb will be out for a prolonged amount of time, probably into the postseason. So you do have opportunity. Mike talked about the intermediate targets, the higher target volume for Marquez Valdez-Scantling. The Bears have had a history of giving up some big plays this year. There is a – like I'd go MBS over a shot at Perryman for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. And um, I'd probably play him over Ayuk, believe it or not. I I don't blame you. The 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 target volume of the last couple of weeks is very promising. Uh, you know you've seen little little tiny stretch runs for MVS before, so this could just be another fool's gold situation. But I I think that he has established himself as the number two, especially with Randall Cobb out. Expectations for Aaron Jones in this matchup. Bill uh, Bears are twelfth against the run over the last six weeks. A.J. Dillon's been getting it done. Are you just lowering your, yeah, I guess, your expectations sure. for what a Jones good week is? Or is yeah. there a chance he has a top 10 week this week? There, there, Aaron Jones always has that chance. I would say I I would kind of, you know, think of him as a lower-tiered running back one because of the amount of work that A.J. Dillon is getting. But Aaron Jones is fantastic. Uh, I, th I, I do think that the Packers are going to score a lot of points in this game, and that gives Aaron Jones touchdown opportunity. Looking something to always look at for Lambeau games at this time of year, especially at night. Look at the weather. As of right now, the the projection though the wind is fine, no precipitation, just cold. So it's it's not going to adjust fantasy expectations. Let's get to the game you guys are going to be at. In person, Ooh, the Los yeah. Angeles Rams at eight and four travel to Arizona on Monday night to take on the ten and two Cardinals. Prime time, going to be a fun one. The DraftKings Sportsbook line is the Cardinals as two and a half point home favorites. The over under is fifty one points. Arizona beat the Rams in Los Angeles thirty seven to twenty in Week Four. Uh, it really was a game where the Rams essentially didn't show up, and Arizona mopped the floor with them. Uh, so. You know, I don't think it's going to be that in this game. I think it's going to be tight. And um, yeah, if you remember going into that game, um, a lot's been made of the uh, Sean McVay, Cliff Kingsbury record against each other. The Rams have had the number. I mean, they have dominated the Arizona Cardinals um, in the era of these two coaches. So it was really surprising. Obviously, I think I think the Rams might have been undefeated when they played. Um, or they had won three games in a row, but the Cardinals went in there and handily beat them. I think that the Cardinals are the better team, um, but the Rams are really, really playing for something here. They're they're playing for making the playoffs still and the seeding because if they beat the Cardinals, they're they back will in the division hunt. They will be in the division hunt for sure, and the tiebreaker against them is gone. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one, and. You've got a lot of fantasy players that are going to be relevant in this matchup. Starting with the debate at running back for the Rams, or I guess I should say the murky situation yes. where Sonny Michel had the most opportunity of his opportunities of his career last week, 28. Daryl Henderson limited again. 
you saw precedent that they're willing to activate and not use Daryl Henderson. They promoted um, Sargent in the middle of the week. They waited till game day last week. I don't know what you can read into that. Maybe they just want him more prepped. Sure. In case, they, you know, later decision on Henderson, but... Just in case, and then you have... If Henderson's active, what do you do? I'm playing Sony Michelle yeah. either way. I'm, Are you benching Henderson if he's active? I don't think so. I think he's been practicing this week, and if he is active, I'd probably be willing to play both of them. But but Henderson would be more of the who else is on my line. I would play him over an Adrian Peterson, um, but I would not play him over a Jamal Williams. Or a James Conner. Oh, no. James Conner. You just have to stay in the flames with James Conner. What about uh, Chase Edmonds? He has not been activated yet. He can practice. Got to be activated by Saturday, but he could be back out there. Would you play Daryl Henderson or the newly activated Chase Edmonds? I would go with Henderson there. I'm Edmonds on that one, Mike. What would you do? Eileen Henderson. Interesting. All right. Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, both in your lineup. Cardinals defense, though, more vulnerable against the run. They've been a good secondary. They're at home. We've seen Stafford have a couple of these games where he – a couple of early turnovers, opportunistic defenses – Less confidence with him this week, I assume, yeah, obviously, than Kyler. Even in that terrible game, he was still 280-2 and two, uh, against Arizona in week four, so it's, Stafford is – he's still in play. Yeah, Cup is in. The real question becomes Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham. What do you do with those guys? How confident? Which one would you pick? I would personally pick Van Jefferson in this specific matchup. Um, but, I mean, there's there's an argument to be made for – Either or neither. We have them ranked very closely as a group, 27 and 30 on the week. Jefferson's been number nine and number 20 the last two weeks. Beckham has uh, been, let's see here, 10 and 29. So I think both are in play. I think both are very um, high upside. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. High, both of them are very high variance players of – the the floor is very far away from the ceiling. DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz. Yep. But you don't mess around with A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, and Rondell Moore? Correct. Okay. Uh, rankings, all of them. The Start Sit tool, a bunch of other resources, including the Stream Finder tool, which I highly recommend you using before the playoffs. You can find them at thefantasyfootballers.com. Uh, we did get some injury update news. Tevin Coleman is officially out so we got, for Week 14 against the Saints. So Ty Johnson... Should see an uptick in work. Is that is Austin Walter? I mean, the, the matchup is 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 doo doo, but I don't think he's really in play. Okay. Um, by the way, I was wrong earlier. There there is a new report. Davis Mills will start, and Tyrod Taylor, mm. despite practicing, what did, what did oh, I just hear? He's getting the wheel prepped. Oh, he's <laughs> mad now that I mentioned it because he was just going to cut that. Yeah. Yeah. The wheel has to get. It's okay. The wheel has to warm up. People know that. It's a big wheel. You oil it. And it's all go, lubed up now. It's, it's all a, lubed up. It's a very sophisticated machine. It's usually on my pre-show checklist. I missed it today. I apologize. But you just decided right in the middle of the show you're going to do it. I mean, I it does it. didn't think it was going to come through. Um, <laughs> you thought you were safe? Oh, who's got the shame now? It's not Mike. Um, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, he's got to spin the wheel, and he's got to do it right now. Fantasy Face-Off, presented by DraftKings. Last week, Jason ran away with it. Huge week, 190 fantasy points. And then I just dominated Mike. I mean, it was a thrashing 128.12 to 127.26. And Mike, you, you've got to be embarrassed. You were a offsides penalty away from... Shame. 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 Uh, uh, speaking of shame, you ready to spin the wheel? I am. Wheel of shame. <laughs> All right, let's give it a spin. I'm so yeah! excited. Right, oh, because right. I know Umbrella what's going to happen. Park Ranger. Oh, yeah. Blue Man. Blue Man Group. Fantastic. 
All right. Blue, now, what is a blue man? I mean, I know what the I mean, blue you, man group is. Yeah, you're, you're now a member of the blue man group. Does he get uh, drums? So you got to do a little. Here. You got to put on some clothes. I mean, okay. Well, this will take this will take a second. Yeah, I mean, we can walk you through it. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll describe right, well, the process. I mean, you've I seen know. the blue man group before. I, oh, it's a sensational show. And you haven't you always wanted to be a member? Well, are they aliens? The blue. I think their is that stick the, is they're supposed is to be blue. They're like aliens from another planet. From another planet. What, what size is this thing? Um, uh, so he's it's putting a, on it's a an XL. We wanted to make sure you could get into it. A shirt right now looks like a oh that That's a is turtleneck. a turtleneck. Yeah. That's not going to be comfortable in the here blue, at all. The blue man group they wear the turtleneck. The black turtleneck. Hello Very everybody. Nice. And no, I mean you got. Okay, go. okay. okay. Well, you, I feel like Steve Jobs right now. You actually well, you look, look very like nice. Yeah. Uh, but, Let's but change it's, that. It's time to progress to the more important piece. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's backwards. Yeah. Oh, that's backwards. Yeah. That's the zipper. Oh. Yep. Al, you can come in here. You and help might. Him. You I might mean, have thought that it was not backwards because there's no eye holes. <laughs> no, you took so, the eye holes away. So uh, you have a blue. Uh, All right, zip me up. You have a blue face. Zip can you see anything through that? Um. Sort of. Oh, this is fantastic! Oh, you look so stupid. I we don't even know it's you. It might not oh, be my gloves. You don't too? need to put the Come gloves on. on. This is the worst. This is the worst audio on the podcast in quite some time. Well, then, but the good news is that that will force people to go to the better platform. Well, I can't use the glove if I'm going to use my computer, so okay. I'll use one glove. Oh my goodness! Wow, it actually looks fantastic. You look like you're uh, a real member. Oh. How's it feel to not be able to see during this segment? I know from last week, it wasn't my favorite. Hold on. Let me get real close to that. <laughs> for, for the record, I voted for eyes, but Jason is the winner, so he made the decision. Okay. I, I think I can handle it. If I make the text like Jason Moore sized. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't physically shaming you. I was, I was shaming your oh. eyes. <laughs> Gotcha. Look, I've got a mask on. I can do whatever oh, I want. Oh, <laughs> man. All right. We do have lineups to share with you for this week. You look outstanding. I'm, I'm still a little disappointed you don't have the other glove on. I, I do think the, you need to find a way. Okay. Well, I, I'll get the lineup ready, yeah. and then I'll get the glove on. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll kick, yeah, us, off you kick us off here at the quarterback position. I'm going to go with the quarterback that I last selected when I got shamed. It did not work out for me at all. And I'm going back to the well. I saved money. I'm going with Cameron Newton. Oh, oh, wonderful. I know. I knew that would make you guys happy, which is always off to a bad start. So Cam Newton, 5,400. I, I don't know. I don't think it's terrible. Um, against Atlanta, I, I believe in my no. stream of the week. I told you guys, I think I went some different directions than you will this week. We'll find out. I spent up. Patrick Mahomes, 8,000 in my lineup at home against Las Vegas. I'm not missing that. Yeah. My, no, uh, my initial lineup did have him in. But I, I gotta switch the mask down so I can see. Oh, this is wonderful! Um, <laughs> you YouTube.com/slash the fantasy footballers. Oh, you look wonderful! I gotta take a picture. So of this. Uh, I don't have my salaries in front of me with this particular list, so that's on you guys because I can't use my computer anymore. But I went with Taysom Hill. I paid down. I'll take the matchup against the Jets. Fifty-six hundred. Okay. He was my original. Uh, I, also, I also don't have my matchup, so you'll have. He, he was my original <laughs> quarterback, but I didn't want to stack him necessarily with my running back one. Okay. My running back one is Alvin Kamara. Uh, he is as locked into a lineup as any player has been all season against the Jets. I don't see how he does not get in the end zone and have a massive game. My running back two, um, it, and I paid up at 7,900 for Kamara. And my running back two is. A still lower priced six thousand dollars for Antonio Gibson. Uh, the matchup is not as great uh, but against Dallas, but he's just been getting so much work. So Kamara and Gibson. There's a lot of there's a lot of heat. Yeah, going on in this match. How's your breath? Mask. Uh, I'm not. It's not the breath I'm worried about. Is like, I th I think my mustache is just coated with snot now. Oh, <laughs> no, fantastically right. gross. Like I got my, you look so stupid. The nose is getting real drippy. All right, well, we'll get through this. My running backs, neither of yours, Jason. Saquon Barkley for 6000 Javante Williams for 5900 And I split both of your running backs. I did stack Taysom Hill with Alvin Kamara because I ain't scared of that stack. And then Javante Williams was just, he was too cheap. My original lineup was your three to start, Mike. So uh, hopefully we've got some differences to go. It's a good lineup. At wide receiver, I have CeeDee Lamb, uh, who's just been on fire, paid up for 7200 for him, um, to pair with 
Amari Cooper. I'm going with oh, the, you're going I'm going him. I'm surprised I didn't go Dak just to get yeah, the massive just... stack. Uh but I believe in the Dallas passing game. Uh the Washington defense has been better, but at fifty nine hundred he's mispriced. So I've got the Dallas I mean that's gonna be an important Did game you give while we're all watching. Three of yours? Um no, and Brashad Perryman is my Oh, uh, you third went with it. At three thousand. Okay. Okay. I went with Stephon Diggs at eighty one hundred against Tampa Bay. Jamison Crowder at 4,700 at home Crowder. against the Saints. And I did go with the 3,400 Jalen Guyton oh, at home okay. You're for taking the, the shot. I'm taking the shot. Uh, I'm taking the slot machine. Mr. Hunter Renfro, who has just been unstoppable lately. I also have Amari Cooper. And then I saved a little bit of money. I'm going with DeAndre Carter okay. from Washington, who actually has been better than you, most people realize. I have uh, played him a couple times in DFS to great uh, effect. At tight, tight end, flex, and defense. Tight end is where I spent up. Travis Kelsey always kills the Raiders, so I've got the number one tight end on the week. Jeff Wilson, my name is Jeff, oh, at 4,400 is nice. my flex option, and I'm going with the Panthers D against the Atlanta Falcons for 2,800. Well, I have Kelsey. Kelsey, 7,400, the stack with Mahomes. Obviously, that was my powerhouse. Laquan Treadwell at 3,400 sure. is my bargain. The, the Jacksonville wide receiver one? Yeah, my my bargain pickup at wide receiver. And then I, I did spend a little bit more than you, Jason. I took the Seattle defense um, at 3,100 against Houston. Well, samesies. Uh, Travis Kelsey will be on my roster. Oh, oh my come goodness. on! Uh, Jamison Crowder on my roster. Oh, my gosh. The Seattle Seahawks also on my roster. Well, it's going to be very tight here, but I expect Jason to be. Yeah, I'm going to make a prediction. Jason's going to be wearing the shame. Next sure, week. I I will I will make a confession as you make a prediction. I made a change uh, about ten minutes ago. Originally, I had Mike Evans um, and Laquan Treadwell oh, as wow. my two, and when I saw that Brashad Perryman saved me money, I made that switch, and then I was looking and I could go to. C.D. Lamb over Mike Evans. I like that pair more. Did not remember that I had Amari Cooper. <laughs> so, whoops, I agree with your prediction, Andy. Well, last-second changes don't always work out the best. All right. We uh, we want to remind you to download the DraftKings app right now and use the code BALLERS. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's the code BALLERS only at DraftKings the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Don't forget to join the Blue Man on Sunday Live. One hour before at BallersLive.com. That'll do it for today's episode of the show. Always a good time. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy these games. Find yourself in the playoffs, and we'll be back with you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers.